0: Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Bob.
1: And I'm Father Dave. Should I raise my hand?
0: Well, I did just to wave to the camera, the people at home, the folks watching at home. But what if they're watching from their car? Well, then they should keep their eyes on the road. You're not wrong.
1: Hey, folks, how y'all doing?
0: (laughs) Y'all, is that your Drango coming out? Maybe. Did you have an accent in Durango? No. Well, why are you looking at me like that? Well, because it's like we're a, from Durango. Like a, we're not from
1: like Saskatoon. It's a Western frontier town or something. You're <laughs> so ridiculous. I'd expect that from someone from Chicago, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You guys didn't go there for the gold rush or? What's Durango known for?
1: Oh, uh, actually the mountains, skiing, the train, probably the most famous thing is there's a train, it's an old silver train that goes from Durango to Silverton along the Animus River. It's really, actually, it's just stunningly beautiful. Yeah. So prob- our number one thing is probably tourism. Not probably, it was tourism. Really? Yeah. Just because it's beautiful Just there? gorgeous. Yeah. Fishing, skiing, biking, even before the whole craze mountain biking was popular, it's Durango, it was always really, really popular.
0: You mentioned fishing. This weekend, we had some of our board of trustees come in, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, that was that was a really great weekend. And anyway, one we've of got, them—
1: just to say, We've got a really amazing board. Yes. We've got people just so committed to the university and love the university. We're just really blessed.
0: Yeah, real disciples of Jesus. It's fun to hear their stories and—, and uh, just talk with them. It's hey, really did you,
1: cool. Okay. I want to bring something up real quick. Okay. I don't want to forget the fishing point. Yeah. Okay. Ahead. I didn't want to, because we may want to cut this, but did you start the recording on your computer? Because last time you didn't. Thanks for
0: reminding me. It was yeah. two times ago that okay, I didn't right. and I have ever since. Okay. And I had the backup and it all worked out. Thanks okay, for calling just, me out. No, I'm just trying to help. You yeah, know me. You, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, so anyway, fishing, I uh, I was talking to this guy. His name is Rob from Tampa. So we have a lot in common because yep. Tampa. And uh, he invited me out fishing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. First time you met, isn't it? I tried to tell him. First time you met, isn't it? Yeah, he
0: was very excited about fishing. I love to fish. I know you do. You even watch like bass fishing on TV. Sometimes I do. (laughs) That's so bad. I'll admit it. I mean, if there's few things more boring than baseball, it's got to be fishing. I don't know. No offense to the baseball fans. You can throw
1: golf in there too. It's a great day.
0: Uh, oddly enough, I would say I find golf more engaging than baseball, but my dad was a golfer. I think like anything, if you know what's going on, if we go to a game sometime, when, and I will, when? when we go to a game sometime, you can just, we'll actually do a live
1: podcast from yes, a baseball yes, game. Yes, that is such a good idea. <laughs> that is the best idea you've ever had.
0: That would be a lot of fun. And you can just explain all the things I'm missing because I feel like I'm missing That's a lot. That's
1: the best idea ever. We, we've talked about these live podcasts. When are we going to start those? Yeah, I think we're alive now, but I don't know. No, we're going to do one down at Bendigan's.
0: Yeah, we got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. We'll try to do it. Live podcasts yeah. are kind of weird, though. I don't think listeners care
1: as much as don't, we do. Wait, no, you could have just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think <laughs> listeners care.
0: Period. Hey, speaking of baseball, yeah. I saw something about the an almost perfect game. That was game. pretty crazy. Tell me more about this. All right,
1: so we're going to probably lose everyone. But all right, so it was the White Sox maybe against... I'm not sure who they were playing. Okay. Guy's throwing a perfect game. And I will just say to Bob, when I first told him about this, he goes, yeah, I know what a perfect game is. And then I did It means nobody gets a hit. And I said, no, that would be a no hitter. He goes, there's a difference. There is a difference. Apparently. Bottom of the ninth, I think there was actually two outs. The guy throws a pitch and hits the batter on the top of his foot, right on his toe. Guy gets to first base, he gets the next guy out. One pitch away from a perfect game, which is just... Unheard of. So a
0: perfect game means
1: nobody gets all, on base. All strikeouts? No, not necessarily all strikeouts. Okay. Nobody gets to base. Nobody get. Nobody walks. So nobody it could be like on a pop fly air. and they catch yeah, exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Nobody walks. Nobody. nah, yeah, Nobody gets on base. So there's no balls thrown. No, you or, could, I guess not four. Four balls. Yeah. Right. You don't walk balls. anybody. Right. Right. right okay. Exactly. Exactly. Okay.
0: Well, it actually kind of made me sad to think that somebody got that close. How well, many perfect games actually, have there been? Actually,
1: not many, but when you came back and you said you actually Googled this, it's like, Bob, way to go. I know.
0: I, I checked it out. I would just think, like, gosh, if you were that close to a perfect game.
1: Well, actually, if, if we're <laughs> going to go deep in the woods here, there was a guy a couple of years ago for Detroit who it was, I mean, it may have been two outs, bottom of the ninth, perfect game, throws an easy ball to second, uh, hit, goes to second base, throws it to the first baseman. The umpire got it wrong, called oh. him safe. It was, uh, he was out by two steps. And so if you Google this, it's actually, it's uh, Detroit. The Actually, I remember the name of the umpire it was Jim Joyce. He, 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 <laughs> That's so
0: sad you remember his name for yeah. that,
1: for that reason. Well, he's just an amazing guy. He he. They Jim did, Joyce's? Yeah.
0: Wait, are we talking about the umpire or yeah, the, the umpire? Oh, okay.
1: So they did an interview afterwards and he was crying. Uh, and he said, he goes, he goes, I just used some you know, some words that I'm not gonna use. Yeah. But he said, I just ruined that kid's best day in his life. Uh, he goes he goes he goes, I thought I got it right. When as soon as I got in and looked at it. this was before you could you instant could replay. Yeah, instant things, replay. Yeah. And he really gets and then the next day they meet at the at the home plate and he starts tearing up again. He goes, This was like this guy's best day ever. And I ruined it. Oh, yeah, it man. was really, I was that is actually, beautiful. it really is very, very touching. So thank you for just inter, interst, my interest in baseball. We need to settle something, Bob, about superpowers. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. For some people, we talked about this last week <laughs> and chose to cut it because we, were, we had Bob, a little bit. Sometimes I just think, Bob, you don't think before you speak oh, I never think before I speak. That's, that's my charism. That's probably <laughs> my superpower. Yeah. Actually, that, that
0: is my superpower. Yeah. Well, I mentioned, and it was funny. So some of you that, that are that subscribed to my YouTube channel, this was the bonus content you got. Uh, the podcast was running a little bit long. So we decided to cut out the part where I told Father Dave that my superpower would be to make people poop.
1: Which is just so ridiculous on so many levels. Okay. First off, just the thought of it is ridiculous. But isn't a superpower your superpower, not what you make somebody else do? Uh, no, because then all the ideas... Well, give like, me one about- example of somebody whose superpower impacting somebody else. This should be good, folks. Hold on. The look on his face well, of absolute disdain.
0: Well, yeah, any kind of telepathic superpower. Like what? Well, like if I can use my mind to control no, I want a you, person,
1: who does that?
0: Professor X.
1: Never heard of him.
0: Well, that's your own problem. Of the X-Men? I'm willing to bet
1: 99% of the You should know about
0: Professor X because he's bald like you,
1: except he's also in a wheelchair. Well, there's 50-50 there. Right.
0: Doesn't every superpower affect somebody else? Like if you have super strength that no, you it like somebody? No, it doesn't make them do
1: something else. Well,
0: that, well that's, Professor that's,
1: X, if you can control people's minds- That's, that's ridiculous. That's the that's thing. That's that. ridiculous. That's not a superpower. Like a superpower is- I would like to be able to fly. That would be a super power. Yes. I would like to be able to do that.
0: Right. But now, again, you'd have to be
1: invincible. Okay. Did you ever see the Gilligan's Island where they ate these these uh, seeds and they could read other people's mind and they thought that would be great and then they realized you don't <laughs> want to know what's going on in other people's minds? No,
0: I did not see the Gilligan's Island episode
1: where they ate did seeds. Did you watch and Gilligan's was, Island? Well, I did. I just
0: seemed to it have missed so that particular
1: good. one. The fact that anybody ever listens to this, Bob.
0: I was just—I actually was just upset at Gilligan's Island that for many seasons they totally dissed the Professor and Marianne. Or do you think they were an item? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like the song—the early professor song was no, no. The—the the original song was "And the Rest." Oh, and they just skipped the <laughs> and Professor. It was, and it was just two more people. How about the
1: age-old question? Um, If you were to go back in time and marry somebody from that, would it be Ginger or Marianne? Oh, well, way to be ageist. How about Mrs. Howell? She was married.
0: Okay. Well, if we're going back in time, I didn't know maybe we caught them before they got married. I was a a Marianne. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that wasn't much of an age-old question.
1: It wasn't my world. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. So my superpower is flying, and we've settled that your superpower is weird.
0: My superpower could help old constipated people, and that's not weird, and that's actually giving. You're just flying around selfishly, and hopefully you'll get, like, hit by a plane or something like that because you're not invincible. You have to have a few superpowers with that.
1: All right. Well, we'll pick this up at another time.
0: I also liked um, the idea of—I I, I was like Iceman. I thought that was cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He could,
0: like, shape ice, and he could do, like—he, like—, he, like slide on the ice. Well, I guess like Frozone was kind of the incredible version of it. So you can like shoot ice things and you can slide on ice, but then you can also make like cool ice sculptures.
1: Yeah. That's really cool.
0: Did you really mean that? Nope. I know I'm trying. I'm, I'm working at this relationship. Okay. All right. Um,
1: well, why don't you do some work? Yeah, we have a promo. Because I think I think the reason I have to do this is because I complained about how you did it last. You did, time and, and so you want to show how difficult it is to actually do a here promo. Here you
0: go. You do the promo today. Okay, everybody, everybody,
1: buckle up. I paid a visit last week to Walsh University, which is located about an hour and a half north of Francisco University, along, the, along a lovely country road of forty-three. Lovely. I thought you were going to push a, yeah, 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 one I, of those buttons. I was, but I was oh, go just going to wait. Go ahead and do it. No, that's okay. Okay. And there I assigned an agreement that paves the way for qualified Franciscan University students to obtain a graduate degree in physical therapy or occupational therapy with Walsh University. Yes. That's exciting. This piece of, it, Actually, it really is. It was really cool. I'm, I'm excited about this because a lot of our students would like to work more in the healthcare systems, and this provides them a great opportunity. This means that Franciscan University students can take three years of coursework at uh, Franciscan <laughs> and then transfer to Walsh. What is that? I uh, never, I knew I laughter. should laughter. I knew I shouldn't have suggested you do that. <laughs> All right, never mind. So, yeah, if they spend uh, three years here and then they can transfer to Walsh, there you go. <laughs> you go up and to Walsh. fly with the fairies. That's right. And transfer to Walsh and then be able to get a doctor in physical uh Therapy program
0: That's really amazing.
1: Yeah, so they also would get an undergraduate degree from Franciscan and then the doctorate degree from there. Or they could get the master's a degree in occupational therapy in the four years of relevant coursework. Both Franciscan U- University and Walsh University are featured in the Cardinal Newman Society Guide to mm. Faithful Catholic Universities, and we're excited about the ways that we can work together. If you want to find out more about these wonderful opportunities, go to the website BobRice at, no, at, nope, just go to franciscan.edu. <laughs> Yeah! I hit the wrong
0: button, and I didn't even know that was in there.
1: All right. That's why you do the readings, because <laughs> it keeps you busy. <laughs> this is what happens when Bob isn't kept busy. I know. I do need to be kept busy. And it's also why they, he doesn't let me anywhere near the buttons that we push.
0: Oh, no, definitely. All the tech stuff is on my end. So that that's really cool, though. But yeah, franciscan.edu, that's franciscan.edu. Great opportunities. Yeah. Amen. So uh, praying for our country, Mm -hmm. uh, We, as we often say, but maybe you're hearing this for the first time. Hey, wait a second. Are you hearing this for the first time? Welcome to our podcast. Don't don't forget to like it. I wasn't going to do that, but don't forget to like it. Um, it's really awesome, and thanks for all of you that share the good news about this podcast and all of you listeners. We're praying for you guys all the time, um, and we're praying for our country. So we record a couple days before it gets released. We usually we are recording on a Monday for Wednesday. The Derek Chauvin trial is going on right now in Minneapolis, and... The verdict could be out by the time you hear this podcast. I yeah, know a lot of- possible. National yeah. Guard is being deployed. A lot of folks are worried about, I mean, it seems, I don't know if you've been following it all. It, I mean, he, I, well, you never know. I guess a technicality could happen. I guess the, the big question is, was it manslaughter, which right. I guess is you killed him, but you didn't mean to, or was there an intentionality of,
1: of murder- And who knows how everyone's going to respond to it. But there's a lot that goes into it. There's a a lot that goes into it. It's a little bit more than that, too, because, and this is one of the questions that people have, is that um, because of the nature of uh, working in the police force, the laws and stuff are handled a little bit differently. And yeah, but I was just watching actually last night, um, and you can kind of feel like the stress and the anxiety and the tension that's in the air. My mom is from the Twin Cities, so we've all... We've just kind of always kept an eye on the Twin Cities, you know, yeah. things like that. And, and you didn't, I think you had said earlier about the National Guard being. Right. And I mean, it's obviously it's appropriate that, that I think sometimes with things like this and in lots of cases, we just kind of rush to judgment. And, and, and like it or not, people are innocent until proven guilty in this country. And, and that's, that's one of the great things about our country. It looks like. I mean, you see all the video, and and it's. How do you defend that, right? So, right. so you know, I'll, I'll be shocked if it doesn't come back with some type of conviction. Um, but the the stress and the anxiety, and the people are already boarding up their their uh, right. stores and those kinds of things. And it's just, no matter what, no, no matter what, it's just it's just an awful situation because people are going to be frustrated, and anxious. In, until there's a decision, and depending on what that decision is, well, I don't care. I, actually, I don't think it matters what decision. It's going to be uh, some type of rioting, no matter what, which is just unfortunate.
0: Yeah, and you know, there's so many more stories about just people getting shot. People, I mean, I just, I just feel like that's more and more so in the news lately. Of you know, just a a country on edge. You know, people really at their wit's end. People, yeah. I, I mean, we talk about don't pay a lot of attention to the news, you know, and uh, but there's so much sadness out there.
1: Well, one of the things I was talking about with actually someone who came in for our board meeting in the retreat was that one of the things about having media available to you all the time, you've got your phone, it's all what's available to you, is you just get bombarded with a bunch of things that you can't really do much about. Yeah. And, and you don't know much about, right? So sometimes you just get headlines and you really don't know. But it's it's like one thing after another and it just begins to weigh on you weigh yeah. on you. And and that becomes such a burden. And yeah. but but and the other hand is I I don't know that you can just totally unplug. You know, so. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. You don't want to be like la 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 yeah, la yeah, la la yeah, la yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. when we talk about hope, we're not talking about being naive. We're not talking about just, you know, shut yourself in a closet and just pretend like everything's all right, you know, because even in the face of the crucifixion, you know, it, it was an invitation for hope. And in yeah. these difficult times, and some of you are living in those areas, and some of you might be boarding up your houses or trying to figure out, you know, what what's going to
1: happen over the next few days. Yeah. And it's it's scary. But like you said, there's been several different situations across the country, and yeah, people are stressed, they're anxious, and, and we go back to uh, it's it's funny, but it, what ultimately has to happen is is, is a deeper uh, uh, conversion I mean it's it's easy to say that that yeah. we all but but it's the reality is we all need that but oftentimes we think that there's some simple solution that's going to fix all this and it just isn't going to fix it all can I ask you like just a question maybe personal sure your son is black yeah. how, how do you kind of what what goes through your mind and what goes through your heart when you kind of see this and and hear it and read it like what's yeah what goes on in your mind
0: it, it's Thanks for asking. It's weird. I, I don't know if I can articulate it. Um, I'll try my best. Yeah, I would say that having a son who's black makes all of this very different mm-hmm. and in some ways makes me realize um, what I didn't know. I, I mean, I, I grew up, you know, I, I grew up in a nice suburb of Chicago. I, I don't, you know, there's one kid at my school that was black I ironically he was actually from Haiti, you know, I it's not a culture I was very involved with and you know because of probably the trajectory of where I was living and where I was going had very little uh contact even with just people who weren't white. I mean yeah. everybody I was around was was always white and and that was just what I was used to. So I never, you know, would say, oh, I'm racist or I think anything against anybody else. But I also just didn't have much experience. I was really grateful over the past decade within the Catholic Church to get to know uh, more in the Latino community and and specifically through, uh, you know, my work in youth and young adult ministry. And that was really eye-opening to me, just things that I would do that I didn't realize were offensive, Um, you know, things that I was just very insensitive to. And then having, you know, having my son and uh, this climate of Black Lives Matter, race riots, George Floyd, et cetera, et cetera, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to have conversations with him. I mean, he's, you know, not like really plugged into media, but it's everywhere. And, you know, what kind of world? So I, you know, it's interesting. I I think I'm around people at times that want to be dismissive of it. And I know because I'm thinking of my son, I'm like, no, 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 we can't. You can't dismiss this. Like you can't just say that's somebody else or –
1: Yeah, it's hard. I mean I, I'm still navigating it. it. It's really hard. Two things go through my mind and one of our um, people that works with us at the university, they've adopted I believe two African-American children. And they were saying – they were just talking about things that they did when they were young. And he tells a story they were running through people's backyards when he was young and all that. And he said he had to sit down with his son and say, you can't do that, yeah. you know? You as, as a young African-American, and no, nobody should be doing it. Right. They are breaking the law. But he said that the reality is is he has to have those conversations with his kids yeah. that that you might not with your others. We, were going, other, we were
0: going into a mall once uh, just a few weeks ago, and Joey was just wearing a hoodie with a backpack. Yeah. And I, I was like, you need to, I might've said this even to any of my kids, cause you don't walk into malls with backpacks, mm-hmm. but I mean, just the, the hoodie the with crack, the backpack, right, right. a black teenager, I'm like, dude, you gotta just put the hood down and put the backpack off. And again, yeah. if any of my kids had a backpack, I'd probably say that, but there's that extra edge of sure. like, yikes, I know what this looks like. I know what people are going to think when he walks in to that's that so store. Sad.
1: Yeah, the fact that you have to think about that. That's yeah. the thing that, yeah, it's interesting though, I we may have talked about this in the fall, and if we did, please forgive me, those of you who are listening, but one of our professors was raised in, in Mobile. He's probably, Dr. Crosby's probably in his, I, what do you think, mid-70s? Yeah. Mid-70s. Um, and the, the first line of his talk was, I'm a recovering racist. Hmm and then he went on to share that that in his home he had uh, african american women usually that worked in his home and he said it was just it was the way he was raised he yeah. didn't think like you kind of said he didn't think anything of it it's just the way it was that she would come in a different door she had to call him mister and she could he could call her by the first name things like that 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 again they impacted him. He didn't think about it because right. it's just the way it was. But it was such a beautiful, vulnerable presentation by just an, an amazing scholar, an amazing, amazing yeah. man of God, Christian man. But it, it caused us and invited those of us who were able. I Actually, I listened to it. I wasn't able, or I read it. I wasn't able to be there. But just to to the, some of the things in our experiences that we have to be able to look at them through a different set of eyes and and see that, that in some ways it impacts us, all of us. And
0: it's an invitation to love better. I mm-hmm. mean, I think when you, I mean, first of all, sometimes we get really upset with the politics that gets driven by it and, you know, comes through it. And, I mean, it's obviously not perfect. I mean, you can look at the organization of Black Lives Matter and you're like, whoa, no way. Uh, but then you look at the message of it and you're like, well, of course, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense. And that's
1: where it gets so complicated. I exactly. mean, you know, Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I, I would see all of it. I always want to learn about the other and I want to be able to love the other. Mm-hmm. And I would say that th- whether that's a, a an ethnic thing, a cultural thing, just a personality thing, I think that's the invitation that Jesus has for all of us. And you can't fight supremacy with supremacy, right? It, there has to be mercy. There has to be reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, conversion. I mean, sadly, whatever happens with this Chauvin trial will not— fix the tension will not, you know, whatever happens with the riots won't, you know, make people go, oh, okay, that's great. You know, I mean, again, you feel like society is a powder keg and we're just looking for a reason to explode Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and an excuse to do that. And the mercy of God invites us to do
1: something different. And this is the thing that's important is, um, we, we want justice and the court systems can get justice to a point, Yeah. um, Ultimately, this, it's the Lord. I mean, yeah. that officer is going to have to stand before the Lord, and he's going to have to answer for that. Yeah. You know, and, and as each one of us, right? right. Every one of us. You know, that, or, you know, everybody's done some things that they wish they wouldn't have, and everybody's going to have to stand before the Lord. Whether or not the justice system always gets it right, God always gets God, it right. Yeah, God and, always, and there's no way around that one, right? And, and there's there's that's no our, way around that's that That's our firm
0: hope. I mean, this world is filled with injustice mm-hmm. and i mean you can think of this i can think of this like moments of injustice you you can't do anything about it and it just eats at your heart mm-hmm. and you rethink it and you rework it and um you're right human organizations can only bring so much i mean sometimes there's just wounds that the civil system yeah, I mean, can't heal yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like there can be punishment and there can be some retribution and um, but it it's never going to truly no. – it's never going to truly satisfy. I mean that's part of a lot of the studies of capital punishment and um, how many people after that person is executed still say it's not resolved. They don't feel I, any better. I, I thought right. that would do it. Right. That didn't do it right. because right. – it can't do it. You right. can't expect humanity to do something that only God can do. Only God yeah. can heal.
1: Yeah.
0: Only God can forgive.
1: Mercy, justice ultimately comes from him.
0: And only God has the power of life over death. All, Amen. We, get is, all we have is death. Amen, sadly. brother. Preach it. Amen. Um, last podcast. This is remarkable. <laughs> this is actually incredible, what I'm about to share. Uh, in the last podcast, I mentioned a quiz for people who listen to the podcast. Did you mention that or did I? Uh, I'm sure it was you because it was a great idea. So anyway, Father Dave mentioned the idea. Okay. I think you mentioned the idea of being accredited and you're allowed to with your role at Franciscan university as the president. I, as a lowly professor, I think then suggested, what if we had a quiz and somebody came up with a very thorough... Th- I'll bet you you and I couldn't pack. Give me, ask me a couple questions. All right, here we go. See if I can. So this is from Rob Uchison. Uchison? Sounds familiar. He might have been, he was a student around your time. Okay. Back when you were, back when you were a brother. Does that ring any
1: bells? Would have been before I was a brother, when I was a brother. I don't okay. know. Anyway. I don't know I don't. Thanks, know Rob. Things.
0: All right, so, uh, okay, here's a, here's a test of it. What okay. podcasts have Father Dave and Bob plugged? Here's, the, here's your answers. Abiding Together, Catching Foxes, mm-hmm. Star Wars Minute,
1: 1 and 2, 1 and 3, or all of the above. Is there really a podcast called Star Wars Minute? It's not that one. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now.
0: No, I don't think there is. If there is, I want to start listening to it. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scroll down to something a little bit uh, trickier. Here we go. Where will Father Dave be buried? Steubenville, Ohio. Phoenix, Arizona, Loretto, PA, or Rome, Italy. I should answer this because you're the one that knows the answer. You said you said Loretto, in a big pit, if I remember correctly.
1: You said a big pit. I know one of us did. Yeah. So I mean, seriously, somebody did they? They went through podcasts. How many questions are there? Uh, There's twenty. That's fantastic. We don't know exactly how we're going to get this to you. <laughs> but we will. But we will. We will find and, a way. And, and, and we will make this? a way. There will be a prize. Well, no, because my guess is some we, people will get them all right. I was going to say, don't, yeah. we don't, and we have nothing to give. <laughs> <laughs> can you cut that part out? <laughs> well, we could pray for them. Yes. One week, we'll only pray for the people. Yeah, we will yeah.
0: exclude everybody else. We'll give, we'll give you a shout out on the show. There you go. There you go. Yeah. We'll, we'll find a way to get this to you. So look at, <laughs> however this was promoted, look at the link and we will send this to you. Uh, you know, I, certainly I can put it on we my can Facebook. We put it on the website. We can put on it on the Facebook. website. Okay. Okay. Well, and then yeah. those those that get
1: uh, everything successful. Do we need Rob's permission to do it? Um. We'll, 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 we'll work on that.
0: Well, yeah. If not. This will not be aired. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. if so you're, you're hearing our voice, Rob gave us his permission. I'm pretty sure he gave it to us for to use.
1: If there's a big gap. He worked hard this. on this. Uh-huh.
0: I can't imagine he just wanted us to do it. One of the questions is what would Bob's superpower be? But he has not yet had the benefit of this one. So we'll we'll edit that question.
1: Oh, We should add another question. Is Bob's superpower really a superpower? One of the Basically options. Basically, you want to be x lax One of
0: the <laughs> options. <laughs> you did that. <laughs> he said, don't talk about pooping. And you brought that up. Done. Or out. Um one of the one of the options of the superpower was unknown as Father Dave keeps delaying the discussion of superpowers. Ooh, that's right. And you have. Because
1: yours right. is boring. That's fly. what it is.
0: I want to fly. Thanks
1: a lot, McFly. Hmm.
0: You can fly, you can fly, you can fly. And now the verse
1: of the episode. Oh we should do that each time. <laughs>
0: Is that right? No. All right, that's yeah, gonna no. be it. Right, I, really, I, yeah, I yeah. found the heart button, yeah, yeah. so
1: that's what we'll do. Um, do it again, just to move. Okay, yeah. this is
0: because it, it was so good. Yeah, yeah. And now Father Dave and Bob discuss the Bible. Hebrews chapter six has a great verse about hope. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, actually, talks about um, how God made both a promise and an oath to Abraham. They're different, but we don't have time to talk about that. And 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 the author says this, so that by these two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, love that, we who have taken refuge might be strongly encouraged to hold fast to the hope that lies before us. This we have as an anchor for the soul, sure and firm, which reaches into the interior behind the veil. And that's actually where Uh, Hope that image of hope as an anchor comes Mm -hmm. from this scripture. It's Hebrews chapter six, verses eighteen and nineteen, and and I you know I mentioned what I loved about it. Just that idea that um, God does not lie, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you know when I'm really doubting or wondering, it really is. Do I do I believe that? Mm -hmm. Like do I do I believe that He? can do what he says he does, that he is willing, that he will do what he says he does. Uh, and a God who, yeah, a God who does not lie is a great source of hope, mm-hmm. you know, for us.
1: I just, I love the image of, it says the the anchor to our soul. Yeah. And just, I mean, just to, you know, to close your eyes and just imagine that anchor that, that, that binds our soul and, and protects it and keeps us steady and firm. And the image I had when you were doing that was all this craziness that's going on right now. But the anchor of my soul that's gonna keep me steadfast, that's gonna be keep me firm and planted, is is the Lord's hope. You know, no matter what's going on around us, we're gonna be okay.
0: Well, and the beautiful imagery here too. It's not just the anchor for the shoal, the anchor for the soul, short and firm. But here's another beautiful image which reaches into the interior Mm -hmm. behind the veil Mm -hmm. and goes on to say, where Jesus has entered on our behalf. The Mm -hmm. veil, the veil is eternity. And so there's this sense that we are anchored in an eternal reality, you know, that, I mean, if you think about it, like in a boat, right? The water is temporary. It shifts, it moves around. The, the anchor is in the ground, which is firm and steady. And so too in our lives, uh, I just find so much peace in that image of the waters can get really choppy, but the anchor is firmly in eternity. You know, it's, it's, it's on the other side of the veil. It's, it's where Jesus is. And that never changes again. That goes back to God, not lying. It, it, that reality never changes. Our reality changes all All the the time, you know, week to week, day to day, hour to hour. It's always in flux. It's always changing. And yet, where our anchor is, where our hope is, or at least where it should be, um, is absolutely in eternity. And when it's not, you know, we might have periods of our life where there's calm waters, and we can, you know, forget about the anchor or pull up anchor and put our hope in something temporary, something transitory. But the waves come, the storm comes, and suddenly you realize, you know, you're you're going to get capsized. You're going to mm-hmm. you're going to flip over unless our anchor is. Behind the veil, you know mm-hmm. where Jesus is mm-hmm. in, in eternity.
1: Yeah, and just as i was saying that, that my anchor is is my soul. My anchor is Jesus, and and it's connected to both. So, so this hope that I have firmly keeps me established in Him. That that He's not going to lie. He's not, he's not going to let me drown. He's not going to let me move, and that, yeah. The, again, just the, that image of. Heaven, right? So these doors are opening up, and and to find that he was the one that was connected to me. He was the one who had been poured forth into my soul. That that is so contrary to the world that we live in right yeah. now. You know, everything else is so chaotic and moving and and shifting. I gave a talk this weekend about that. That that we live in a world that is so firmly rooted and built on sand. And it's mm-hmm. just everything, everything that was. If we think about it, we will maybe do this more later, but. These, these significant institutions in our life of family and church and government, they're, they're just – they've had such a difficult time in the last 25, 30 years. Well, probably longer than that. Yeah. But but that the Lord is the firm hope in the midst of it, which goes – takes us back to the question that we've asked and, and raised a million times. And ultimately, where do we place our hope? All right. You know, it, it can't be in anything but the Lord.
0: Yeah. And it is that simple. Mm -hmm. and yet it can be that complicated.
1: Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's simple, but it's, it's just a constant decision, Yeah, you know, that in Romans hope doesn't disappoint. So when we find ourselves disappointed that we have to ourselves, something's, something's going on in my heart, you know, I'm, I'm putting too much confidence in someone else or I'm putting my trust in someone else or something else, um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to disturb our spirit.
0: For me, I find I am overconfident about my own abilities. Mm. Like I find that's a real tension in my life, you know, because God's God's blessed me with a lot of talent. And um, I like to use those talents, and I like being affirmed with those talents. And, um, and it's easy for me to rely on, you know, whether it be my intellect or my creativity or, or what else is going on, And then when that doesn't happen or things don't go so well, I find I'm so devastated. Mm -hmm. And it's in the devastation that I feel like the Lord is like, well, why were you trusting in yourself? I mean, again, part Mm -hmm. of the challenge of our lives is that sometimes we can get away with it. I mean, we can, you know, if it was always an immediate failure, okay, then I'm back to the Lord. But like we can we can do well, like we can live a little while. I mean, it's like the story of the prodigal son, right? Like he didn't immediately leave the father and be like, Oh, that was a horrible mistake. mistake. He had a great time. Like he was celebrating, he was partying, he was, you know, quote unquote successful. And so we have those moments, you know, where the water is calm and things are going great. And it's really easy to think that was me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm the, I'm the person that put it all together. And I want to live a life where things don't have to hit the fan for me to be on my knees before mm-hmm. Jesus, that I don't mm-hmm. have to just wait for <sighs> everything to, Yeah, I want to be humbled before I'm humbled, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and that's, I think also part of living in that hope is realizing that the real thing is under the water. The real thing is that, that anchor, the real thing is beyond the veil. Um, all these things, it's great if there's blessings and it's hard if there's challenges, but the sure and steady firm hope is in what Jesus is calling me to be and how he loves me for who I am.
1: Amen. Yeah. And that he holds on to us. Yeah. You know, Mm. we we need to shoot to hold on to him, but no matter what, he is the one that's holding on to us. Amen. So as we uh, come in this week, we ask the Lord's blessing to be upon all those who are listening, uh, both of you who are watching (laughs) that the Lord would just pour out his blessing and his grace upon you. As we've often done, Jesus, we just pray that you would heal our land, just bring your peace and your presence into the hearts of even people who aren't paying attention, don't even know or aren't aware of you, that you can move in a mighty way. We ask your blessing to be upon all of our listeners. We thank you for them and bless their family. Uh, Lord Jesus, just those family members who are most um, distant from you, who are suffering the most, who are ill. Be present with your peace and just pour forth into their heart your love and a hope that doesn't disappoint. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen, Bob. Hey, God bless you.
0: Thank you, Father Dave. God bless you. And to all of you who are listening, thank you so much for your prayers and sharing your stories. Uh, keep doing that at hope at That's hope at franciscan.edu. And uh, check out our social media so you can have a link to the quiz. God bless.